say we're goofy, mysterious and spooky. Our neighbors think we're kooky, a homeschool family. We drive a white conversion, we learn about the Persians. Our six-year-old's a surgeon, a homeschool family. We learn about creation and classic education. We're sponsoring a Haitian, a homeschool family. Meek. Unique. Geek. The parents are the tutors. We build our own computers. We never go to Hooters. A homeschool family. Have recess in the foyer. And then we read Tom Sawyer. Our nine-year-old's a lawyer. A homeschool family. We never leave our dwelling. Our children are excelling. They're champions at spelling. A homeschool family. All right, everybody. You are listening to the Cato and Church Podcast. I just couldn't stop uh, Tim Hawkins with the homeschool family song. I just had to let it play on through. I just could not stop him. Uh, but we are glad that you are tuned in, whether it's live or uh, you may end up listening to this on one of our uh, podcast uh, places, podcast platforms. Uh, but whichever uh, it is, we are glad that you are here. Uh, Cato, welcome in, my friend. Hey, hey, good to be with you as always. Have you had a good week? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Good, good. Uh, Of course, we have been uh, on the uh, Facebook page telling folks uh, about our guest this week. Uh, And, of course, as they can see, uh, scrolling across uh, the screen, our special guest this week, Cato, is Jenna Keller. She is the creator of Arrows of the Arrows and Aprons blog. Jenna, we welcome you to the Cato and Church podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, we're just glad that you'd come and hang out with us. A, uh, a lot of people uh, probably wouldn't do that, but <laughs> but hey, we're 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 glad that you we're glad that you uh, took the time. And if you would make sure that uh, that you tell your husband that we appreciate him for allowing you. Uh, uh, he's probably keeping the kids. So he is there, yeah, he's outside with them right now. I think. <laughs> so, so we 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 want to make sure that you thank him for us as well. That uh, he would do that to allow you the time uh, uh, to be with us. I just want to tell everybody again, uh, Cato and Church Facebook page, uh, also uh, Cato and Church at gmail dot com. You can email us if you have questions or whatever uh, comments, whatever. Uh, even if they're bad comments, we're big boys. We can take it. And uh, also, we do have a YouTube page, which has some videos on there, just uh, mostly right now, uh, of cooking videos. Uh, of church. Yeah. Of, yeah, of yourself. Kato hadn't done one yet. Yeah, Kato hadn't done one no, yet. Let me defend myself. The reason I haven't done one is I, don't have, I haven't got anybody to do any filming. I, I, I've got to figure out how to get somebody to film me cooking. I, I, I got can't you. hold the camera at the same time. and. No, well, that would be hard. I'm I'm working on it. I'm I'm trying to come up with something. Well, I know you'll you'll pull through. I know you will. He'll make a banger when he releases one. I'm sure it'll probably be one of our most watched videos from our YouTube page. (laughs) But anyway, let's jump in, Uh, Miss Jenna. Again, uh, uh, don't mean to to beat a dead horse, but we are glad that you come to spend some time with us. Uh, I come across you, um, or found you, uh, or or your blog through a, uh, another Facebook page that, that I, I'm a part of. 
And I think that the uh, the status that they put up this particular day that come across my my Facebook had something to do with they were asking people uh, if they knew or had a Christian business, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I noticed that you had put up there your blog, uh, Arrows and Aprons, and I got to looking at it and I thought, well, hey, maybe that would be uh, maybe that would be somebody uh, that we could have on our podcast, uh, especially maybe for ladies but with with the things that you talk about, the things that you do there and so reached out to you and you were gracious enough of course to come and be on with us so just to get started uh why don't you just tell us here at the Cato church podcast a little bit about yourself sure um where to start so <laughs> i am a christian as you said uh, the lord saved me when i was 19 and um radically changed me as most christians can relate to um, and so I'm a wife and a mother. I have three little boys. Um, and I, so I started my blog, this may be delving into a different question, but, um, I just have been brainstorming different things that I could do from home. I stay home with our kids to raise them. And that's a conviction that my husband and I both share. Um, and so just brainstorming different things I could do from home. And at the same time, I was hearing and meeting a lot of different Christian women who were raising their kids out of a conviction and because they wanted to, but at the same time, were just not very content or not very satisfied to be staying home with their kids. And so one of my goals in that is to just encourage women to, uh, to love the role that God has given us and to pursue excellence in it. And so that, that's kind of, of course, that's, that's why you started your blog. You wanted, cause I think I read where, uh, you said that, you know, I, I and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you had said that, you know, other godly women, and I'm not saying it exactly like you, but I think I'm, I read it right. But other godly women kind of poured into you mm-hmm. and helped you, which the scriptures tell us that's how it ought to be. Uh, as a matter of fact, read that, I believe it was either last night or the other night in our family Bible time and, uh, which, and, and that's the way it should be. And so you, you know, from that, you just, you want to, as a phrase that I like to use a lot of times, you want to be a blessing to somebody else. Yeah. With- yeah. I was very blessed to, uh, so when I was saved, when I became a Christian, I was immediately in a church where there there are a lot of older women teaching younger women. It was a great environment for that, like great teaching about the family and the home and men's and women's roles and um, people wanting to do that unto the Lord. And so I was discipled in that. And then over time, I sort of started to branch out and meet more people across the body of Christ from different, different churches and just different places and realize like, it's not like that everywhere. And not everybody has the same view Mm-hmm. Um, about things, so yeah, exactly. Now, especially in the day and time we live. Well, yeah, especially, yeah. especially <laughs> that. In, Unfortunately, I, I mean, what's so sad? And, and my wife stays at home, and uh, and you know, and uh, that's a decision that we made uh, before. Well, uh, uh, about the time Seth was born, which is my oldest, we have two more, 
uh, and she's been home ever since he was born. And that's a decision. You know, she was a school teacher, and uh, but that's a decision and a conviction that we both had as well. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, because, you know, to me, there, and I've told my wife this many times, but there is n- there's not a whole lot more that I like than coming home and the door flying open, and there's my wife and my kids. And uh, I just, you know, and I appreciate, and, and I thank the Lord that I do have a wife that wants to do that because, as Cato was just said about today's times, you know, a lot of people would look at, at you, look at my wife and others, and, and like, you know, what in the world are you doing? You know, why do you want to do that? So I appreciate the lady, and, and I'm not, and I'm no way knocking ladies that's, that has a job and going out here working. I don't want to come across that way. But uh, but uh, I do appreciate the women who will stay at home and, and, and raise the children. And even in homeschool, my wife, she homeschools our kids as well. We're going to get into that here in just a little bit. But uh, one thing that, that I was wondering, and my wife, uh, she's going to be interested to, interested to find this out, is because she's kind of got a guess, but she, she's going to wait and see. Where did you get the name Arrows and Aprons? Where did that come oh, yeah. from? Yeah, so my husband actually came up with it. It was a funny story. I had been wanting to start a blog for a couple of years, just been sort of in my mind, you know, and so I've been brainstorming ideas and a couple names that I really liked were already taken or, you know, just like I couldn't come up with the right thing. And um, I, so I just mentioned that to my husband one day, you know, like, oh, like I can't come up with a good name for this blog. And in two seconds, he just goes, arrows and aprons. <laughs> but of course the arrows is referring to the Psalms, like the, I'm going to butcher it. The children of one's youth are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Yes. Referring to the kids. Yep. So it's like the kids in the home coming together. Yeah. And that's kind of where my wife thought that come from. Yeah. Was would have been the psalm. So, and then aprons is just, how did he come up with aprons? How did he? I think it's just what flowed in his mind, the A and A, and it sounds it, it sounds good together, and it looks nice together on the logo, too. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it just flowed, and I was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> Well, that's good. I, I mean, I, I knew, like I said, my wife, my, well, the first part with, with the arrows, she figured it because, you know, you, you, the scriptures tell us you children, you know, you have a quiver full of them. And then, yes. and then of course, you, you know, you're raising them, you're shooting them, and, and you're sending them out into the world. Hopefully they're yeah. godly. Hopefully they've been raised godly, and then they're going to go out and help change the world as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured that, and my wife kind of figured that's where uh, where you got or or where the name come from was, was from, mm-hmm. was from that. Um, I was, I was looking down through the blog a little bit today. And uh, I tell you, we're talking about the YouTube video uh, channel we've got and church has done most of the cooking videos, but there are some things on there that I would, uh, I'd like to try out. Well, that's what I was going to bring <laughs> up. I, the, uh, the, and uh, of course I got, I've got things written down here and, and going to try to hit, but since Cato brought up that um, about the food, I saw the one, I believe it was the sausage and hash brown casserole. Yeah. Now that, that looked like Mm -hmm. something that would, that looked like something make your tongue slap your brains out. (laughs) (laughs) It looked that good. Now, now have you, now was you raised, uh, 
with a mom that cooked a lot that, that, that got you interested in it? Yeah, my mom is my biggest food inspiration. I think I've already mentioned her a couple times on the blog too. Yeah, she loves to cook. And it's funny, I initially did not like cooking when I was a, a kid and like getting into my teen years. I just didn't was not interested. And then I tried a couple times or one time to make something and it failed. And so then I was like, well, I'm not doing this anymore. And then it's, there's a full backstory <laughs> to this. I, I went to boarding school for high school. Uh-huh. Um, and so after spending two years, a couple years in only eating dorm food, I realized how much I missed homemade food and the value of being able to cook for yourself. <laughs> so then when I would go home, I was like begging my mom to teach me to cook and make things. And so it all blossomed from there. <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife, uh, she, she never was, uh, when we first got married, uh, she didn't know a whole lot about cooking. Uh, her mom and, and dad, she's the only child and I love my in-laws and, uh, but her mom kind of worked a lot, and so she never really cooked a whole lot. So my wife never really was into it. But once we got married and she just started experimenting, and, and I've always liked to cook. Uh, I love cooking. I hate the cleaning up. I despise the cleanup uh, that comes after it, but I love the cooking. But my wife, she she's hung in there through the years, and, I mean, she makes some great food. As, awesome. as as well. So uh, now, I mean, speaking of food, and it, and I don't. This may be kind of. I hope it ain't kind of. I hope it ain't dumb. But I know you're in Colorado, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, we're here in South Carolina in the South. Everything, pretty much here, has to be fried, okay. <laughs> now, and and you have to have grease. I mean, you got to have grease in it to cook it. It's got to be fried. Uh, now how is it in Colorado? Is there any difference, uh, there or. I think so. It's funny. One of the big staples in Colorado is green chili. And we just went through green chili season. There's a town in Southern Colorado that produces a bunch of green chili. And so that they put that on everything here and it's good, you know, green chili smothered breakfast burritos and burgers and it's really good. I do think Colorado is an interesting place because we're getting a mix. We have very agricultural conservative roots, but we're getting uh, a lot more uh, of the liberal modern age kind of stuff happening. And so the food situation, I think, reflects that in just there's like good, like down home kind of cooking, but there's a lot of new, like, fresh trying new ingredients and new, I don't know what you call it, you know, foodies and, you know, yeah. trying new things. And so it's fun. It's a good, it's a good place for food. Well, good. I, I, I just didn't know what, how much different, uh, different they would be there. I'd like to say any, uh, any food trucks out that way. Yes. Lots of food trucks. A lot of the, like Mexican food trucks are so good. Oh, Tacos, I, yeah, I uh, love, uh, I have a cool. like, a soft spot in my heart for food trucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, K- Kato's got my ice cream truck. Yeah, Kato, he drives yeah, ice cream truck on the side. I don't know. Yeah, I got it. Italian ice, and um, I don't know if you are familiar with what, what Italian ice. It's a little different. Um, it's not like you, you, most people have heard of shaved ice and like snow cones. Yeah, we have sh- the shaved ice here. Yeah, Italian ice is a little bit different. It's... Um, it's even really kind of hard to explain. It's it's more of a smooth. Uh, I tell people you don't run out of 
Uh, you don't come down and half of it's left as ice. It's It's got the sweet all the way through. It's mixed. It's almost made like ice cream, but nice. it doesn't have any dairy in it. But, but yeah, I kind of do that on the side. Ice coffee, Italian ice, popcorn, and some uh, Bluebell ice cream novelties. I don't, I don't know if Bluebell's in Colorado or not, but mm-hmm. um, they're big in Texas. Yeah. But they may be in Colorado, not sure. But anyway. Now, have Jenna, have you ever been south? Have you ever been? I, I have. So I grew up in Illinois. I've been down to Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. I have family in Texas. Okay. So we would drive down there and see them. I haven't really. So I've been to Florida. have not been to the Carolinas. Been out to Washington, D.C. So okay. been out that way. So you've probably... You've probably never heard of liver mush. No, I have not. I promise you, you'd like it if you ever tried it. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's <laughs> that's a delicacy here. It, yeah, it's something that the South has to offer. Really, it, in, I mean, it's really high in in the South. It's 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 great. Uh, and then there's probably a couple other things that we have here that uh, I know. I lived in Florida for a while and went to a restaurant, and I knew they didn't have this this particular drink. It's a, it's a soft drink, and I knew they didn't have it, but I just wanted to see what the waitress would tell me. And uh, she come to our table and took our drink orders, and I said, do you have any Sundrop? And she was like, uh, we don't serve alcoholic drinks here. I'm like, ma'am, it's, it's, it's not an alcoholic drink. I know, and I said, I'm just carrying on with you. But we have a drink here called Sundrop, which is a very good drink, soft drink and then we have a, another soft drink which is probably my favorite is chair wine and so you've probably never heard of those things uh what i might try to do and and if i can remember and and, and i may end up doing that i'll message you and get uh your address and i may try if i can if i can work it out ship you a sun drop and a chair wine That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I'm gonna try my I, I'm gonna try my best to do that and let you guys uh, uh, taste that. Let that tickle your taste buds and <laughs> okay. uh, and stuff. But anyway, and cheer, and cheer wine's not alcoholic, by the way. Either it, some yeah, people it, do. Uh, something, if, yeah. Know, it's called wine, but yes, yeah, it's called cheer wine. It's, yeah, it's like it's, a, it's, it's almost a, like a kind of like a cherry coke almost, but yeah, it's a, it's a cherry. But yeah, that, <laughs> it's it's great. I'm telling you, yeah. I, it's it's awesome. But. Uh, I know, of course. You know, you talk about all kind of all kind of things on your on your blog, um, and you uh, you're a homeschool parent, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking or we were messaging messaging each other, and talking about homeschool. Let me ask, and, and ever how much you want to delve into this, but uh, a lot of times, I know I know people have different reason reasonings for homeschooling. Uh, I know what ours are. Uh, can you delve into the, the reason of, of why you and your husband, you know, decided, hey, we're going to homeschool our children? Yeah. So I think, I mean, the scriptures are pretty clear that it's the parents' responsibility to teach their children about the Lord. You get that from Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to butcher. I should have looked at my scripture. Reference. You fine. Listen, I butcher all the time. <laughs> you know, and raise your children in the, the discipline and instruction of the Lord, or the fear and admonition of the Lord. You know, it's, if you just start with the scripture, you know, if, if it's if there was a way to just block out all the cultural influences and the way you were raised and different things. And you just went to the scripture and asked, how 
should I raise my kids? You know, like, what is my responsibility, my duty? It is to teach your children about the Lord, to instruct them in his ways. Um, nowhere in the Bible do you find that that is the government's responsibility. And so I think there are different I like, ways. I like this gal. I like this gal, Cato. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So I think there are different ways that that can play out. I think Christian schooling, you know, is an option to send them to a Christian school. But even if you do that, that does not remove the responsibility from the parent for their kid's education. You can't just send them somewhere and say, well, I've checked that box. Exactly. Now I don't have to worry about it. You are still responsible for their education and knowing what they're learning and um, especially what they're learning about the Lord, because everything else flows from that. I mean, you're, it starts with worldview, mm-hmm. what you believe about the world and God and man and all that, and everything else flows from that, which, as a side note, I mean, you can see that in the world, the secular world. Now they're trying to change math and things that you would think, you know, people try to say are neutral or don't have anything to do with God, and now they're trying to tell people that 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. So anyway, exactly. that's a side note. Yeah. But, um, and so I, for us homeschooling, um, I mean, finances are a part of the decision. Obviously private education is not cheap, but also I, I personally just, I want to teach my children. Like I want to be the one teaching them and, and training them up and, um, doing that with them. So, well, it, like you said, I, I know when, 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 my wife was pregnant with Seth, and we got to talking about this. And uh, we had gotten a hold of some preachers that uh, kind of turned us on toward homeschooling with some of the messages that they were preaching. We'd never heard of these guys before. And be honest, can't even – one of them, Cato, I believed, uh, got me hooked on uh, with a particularly another message that he had preached. But – got to listening to him and found some messages about, uh, about family and and things like that. And, uh, then there was another guy and then we found some more people. My wife started reading books and it was her desire that she was like, I I'm homeschooling our kids. Uh, there's not going to be, you know, I mean, she pretty much laid her foot down. I'm like, Hey, that's, Hey, listen, that's fine with me. Uh, and so, because like you said, it is our responsibility ultimately, even if you go to a private school and even even if, if, if your children have to go to a public school, it is still your responsibility and uh, as the parent uh, to do that. And, and like you were saying, you know, and me and my wife has talked about this, you know, we know that two plus two equals four and three plus three is six and four plus four is eight. But the one thing that, I want my children to know that, but I also want my children to know why mm-hmm. two plus two is four and three plus three is because if, like you said, if you don't start with God, then you have a mess. Mm-hmm. If you don't start with God, then two plus two don't equal four. Yep. But you, there's no, there's no other way. There's no other way to explain two plus two coming to four if you take God away. Mm-hmm. And and what's so sad, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but what's so sad is a lot of Christian families, and I really believe they're Christian families, but they just haven't grasped that yet. Mm-hmm. And of course, that comes from 
our culture and the way a lot of people do church nowadays. And uh, but that's another topic for another time. But uh, and as you said, it's not the cheapest thing either. But uh, I've not missed any meals uh, because of having to buy homeschool material. So, mm-hmm. so I thank the Lord for that. Now, let me ask you this, because my wife, I have to admit, she she has had to help me because I was all for it. I was all for the homeschooling. But every now and then, I would, I would catch myself saying, why aren't we doing this? Or why aren't we doing this? And she's like, Chris, you, you, you still got that public school mindset. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, we don't have to worry about that right now. H- have you, have you had to deal with that any, your husband have to deal with that any? Yeah. So our, I think I told you our oldest is four and a half. So we're just sort of getting our feet wet in the <laughs> like actual homeschooling. But it is, I mean, even just in th- I'm a planner, so I've been thinking about homeschooling since he was born, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. <laughs> but, uh, and so I think just in some of my planning ahead and thinking about it, yeah, it's easy. I mean, I went to public school as a kid. And so that is, it's like, you just think of it the way mm-hmm. you experience it or what the norm is, but it, it's fun realizing over time sort of the lights will come on and it's like oh yeah like they don't have to be sitting at a desk to learn something yeah or oh yeah they don't have to be reading it out of a textbook to learn something you know we um we're starting a little bit of a farmstead here too we have chickens we planted some fruit trees um some raspberry bushes and getting some veggies going you know stuff like that and so that you know i I take my kids out with me all the time they help me pick zucchini they help us harvest (laughs) eggs they help you know we talk to them about what's going on and um, we find caterpillars and bugs. I So I also studied wildlife biology in college. So I get really into that kind of stuff. Um, but just all that, it's like all, all throughout the day, there are opportunities to teach them um, just about life in the world and about the Lord's creation and what he's done in it. And so it is, it's fun realizing how wide the opportunities are mm-hmm. for learning, you know. Well, and t- and two also, you can take a field trip anytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you know, I, my wife, uh, since she just is out. Hey, don't you mean you can take a vacation? Call it a field trip anytime. Well, there you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just call it. Yeah, let's just tell the truth. Yeah, that's right, Kato. Say what it is now. That's right. Uh, because my wife, uh, she'll just soon take off and go somewhere with the youngins, and uh, and it's a field trip, man. <laughs> hey, we we go to uh, you know. Aldi or Angles to the grocery store. It's a field trip, uh, and, and and so, but 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 the freedom, the freedom you have, uh, you know, and uh, and like I said, well, I had a thought and I lost it, but it's just uh, I it, I like the freedom of it, and uh, and and then I know uh, I know what's being taught. I know they're getting the word, and. Uh, and so that is one of the one of the uh, one of the great things to me about about home, about homeschool, and uh, so now when out there, and I'm assuming you you would, we have um, here in South Carolina what's called like, um, and I know you're just getting started, but you it sounds like you're somebody that researches and studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have out here what's called like homeschool associations. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys have that out there? Uh, when it, you know where you're a part of a of an association, and maybe you know that association to get together, and they may go to an apple orchard, or or or, or, or just you know it helps you. My wife could explain this a whole lot better than me, but but it's called a homeschool association. You guys have that. Yeah, so I hear they call them co-ops, which I think is what the equivalent to what you're talking about. It, right? I, it is, yes. Yeah, where you're homeschooling and you're in charge of the curriculum, but there's maybe one day a week that the kids would go and all do something together. Then there's different kinds, like some. There's one um, in a nearby town where they do different um, subjects as mm-hmm. the kids get older, especially once they hit middle school. So if it's like my week area is history. And so I can have them go to the co-op just for their history class or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that's good. And I just didn't know how that, uh, how that would work, uh, work there. I know, um, like I said, we, we're a part of that here and sometimes they get together and, and, and do things, but I just like the laid, if this is a, a word, the laid backness of homeschool, you know, uh, because, you know, if 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 a child, uh, well, one thing that my wife had to help me with too is that children are different. I mean, I knew that, but I'm talking about uh, they learn different differently. Mm-hmm. You know, where where Seth here, he may pick up on something like that. Well, then our daughter who is 11, you know, she may be a little slower in that. So we know that hey, we need to take a little more time. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, as well as I do, and, and Cato knows as well, is that doesn't always happen in a public school setting. Oh yeah, not at all. You know, and so, uh, that's, that's a, that's something that I like about, about it as well. So, uh, I just, you know, as I said, you pretty much kind of really nailed the reasons why we homeschool. And I, and I mean, there's, you know, there's a few more and I'm sure that probably I'm thinking that we would agree on them as well. But, uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm thankful that you're willing to do that. Uh, that's another thing, like I said at the beginning, you know, thank your husband that he's, uh, we, we appreciate him allowing you the, and giving you the time and watching the kids to, to be able to do this. But I, I want you to tell him thanks for allowing you to homeschool as well. Cause I mean, it's just awesome to me. I just, uh, I just, he if might, you don't, he might be in the, he might be in the background saying, how about to wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> I can't he see might. him, but I'm just thinking if you got kid, the oldest is four and a half and he's probably, he's probably uh, looking, looking for you now. <laughs> <laughs> now what, if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, and if you don't want to answer that is completely fine, but what does he do? What does he do uh, for a living? He works for an engineering company and, but he does construction materials testing and some like computer drafting work for them. Okay. All right. Well, good. Um, I was going to ask you this, uh, as far as, as your blog, and this may be, I, I, I didn't see anything on this, uh, when I would look at your website and scroll down and, and maybe you just hadn't hit it yet, but I thought it might be something kind of neat to mention, um, and to talk about. And then I got, and then something else here as well. It's like, I, I don't have any particular order. I just have things written down, but do you have a blog or are you thinking of writing a blog? about modesty oh that's a good question i had not thought about it because i've heard a lot of people addressing the topic recently i just that would be be a good one well i just i didn't know i you know i know that uh i I mean i can't i I know that it's it's something 
that I know needs to be addressed. And probably, in a, you know, I, I'm not one of those that want to harp on uh, what people wear per se, but uh, I just know that where we are, and, and Gato can speak for this as well, uh, that uh, modesty is something that needs to be <laughs> that needs to be proclaimed. Uh, Cato lives closer to the beach than I do with, with where we're at here in South Carolina, so you can just imagine what you see at the beach. But uh, I just didn't know if that is a topic that you have addressed or planning on doing. So. I was just yeah, I hadn't thought about it. I'll, I'll put that on my list. That's a good one. Okay. I have a, quite a few, a list of very sort of theological, philosophical things I want to write about because up till now, most of my uh, posts have been very practical, um, but it takes longer and more focused thought to write out the theological kind of things. So yeah. Yeah. I, I hope to get to those soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I look for I look forward to that. Now, we also had mentioned and you and me writing back and forth about uh, you at one time uh, in your uh, young life. Uh, I guess I could say was was at one time, and, and and it would be I guess before the Lord saved you, was a proud feminist. Yes. Let us let us in let us in on some of that. Yeah, that's another topic that I want to write a post about soon, uh, which sort of occurred to me just from different, I listened to a lot of different other podcasts, you know, for women theology podcasts and stuff and got me thinking about that. So it was for kind of a short time. So from when I was about 16 to 19 years old, and then when I was 19, the Lord saved me and it took a little bit of time after that to work the knots out in my oh, head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's... There's a long backstory to that as well. Well, I mentioned earlier that I went to boarding school for high school. Mm -hmm. It was a math and science academy. And so I grew up in a small town, rural Illinois, very conservative. I went to church. I, at that point, I called myself a Christian as a child. I read the Bible. I believed that it was true. Um, But I, I just, I didn't get it. And in my pride, I, you know, didn't want to turn from my sins. So I went to this boarding school where Christianity was actively attacked and attacked is a strong word, but it was, it was, um, actively argued against in a lot of my classes. And so by the time I graduated from there, so, you know, I, I went in as a, you know, calling myself a Christian, um, conservative type person. And I came out as an agnostic socialist feminist. Wow. Wow. You was was a humdinger at one time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so So, I, let me, let me jump in there for just a second so I can kind of see where, um, homeschooling and making sure that your kids are instructed by you as opposed to maybe some others, I mean, has influenced you to go the route you're gone. Yeah. But that, you know, being the case. Yeah. So there was a lot that wouldn't went into it. And because I was young, I didn't really understand all that was wrapped up in the word feminism. I didn't understand all that was behind that, but I knew it was, it was a pushback, you know, it was a, it was a rebellion in my heart against ultimately against the Lord's created order. I couldn't have articulated that at the time, but I, I hated that I was constrained to being a woman, if that makes sense to the, you know, that there are boundaries and limitations, you know, that I hated the idea that women are different than men and that, 
uh, you know, I'd hear the statistics about men being larger and stronger and faster than women, you know, they're just like facts and it would bother me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't argue against it, but I was like really angry about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, in my mind, I fully expected, I didn't really care to get married at that point, but if I did, I would be the one ruling the house, you know? I was going to be the career woman, Uh, didn't really want kids because I knew I was too selfish and didn't want to give, again, I couldn't have articulated it that way, but I just knew, I was like, I don't want to give up what I'm doing uh um, for that. And so then um, when the Lord saved me and I was in that church that I mentioned before, where there's great discipleship, some faithful Christian women there challenged me on my views. And I, I knew then, okay, I, I, um, I knew that, you know, I've been born again. Like I have to actually submit to the Bible. When I called myself a Christian earlier in life, I didn't actually submit to the Bible. I would read it. And if I was uncomfortable with parts of it, I would just move on and try not to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then it was like, okay, I know the Bible is the word of God and I have to submit to it. Like Jesus is Lord and I have to live that way. And so I would go to the Bible and read it. And it's interesting, the, the progress of sanctification, because at first I would when I read things about roles of men and women, it was sort of like begrudgingly that I'd be like, okay, this is what the Lord says, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I don't really necessarily like it, but I know that it's true. And, but just that decision to, to submit to the Lord, it's amazing how the Lord changed my heart over time um, to, to love it, to love the word and the truth and what it says, to love who the Lord has created me to be and finding my identity in him and realizing that all those things that I thought were like hindrances to me, you know, the, the boundaries that the Lord has given us, which is true for men too. It's true for both, you know, that he's created us, um, each for our own purpose, but to, to love those things. And, um, because it's a gift from the Lord. It's what he's done. It's, it's funny how, uh, you know, after you after you were, were were truly born again and become a Christian, how and you start reading, you're you're being discipled. How you then see, and it's that way for all of us, you know. And, and even even when you've been a Christian for years and 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 you're still reading the Word and stuff, it's it's amazing how you see that the Creator of it all. Okay, it it's amazing you. You do realize then, you know, when you become a Christian, he changes your heart and your mind. You do then realize, hey, he does know what's best. Mm-hmm. You know, he created it. He 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 tells us, you know, men, here's here's what you're to be, and women, here is what you're to be. And it's just funny uh, to me how when you when you run it that way, it just it just seems to work out better. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how how life giving it is. I mean, the world sees it as death yeah. to them in a way it is to, to submit to the Lord's ways and his plans, but ultimately how life giving it is because you're no longer trying to swim upstream or kick against the goats or, you know, it's <laughs> like working backwards, but you're actually functioning how you're created to function. You're fulfilling the role you were created to fulfill. And it's, you know, life giving, to the individual, but also to the family and to the church and to the community and really worked its way out. Yeah. It's, uh, Kato, was you starting to say something? 
No. Oh, I thought you should say. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So you know, it's funny. At one time, you know, you would have had no problem with women playing in men's sports. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 you know that's that's a that's a big deal today. You know, we see this. I I saw, and I don't really keep up with this, but I saw where a, I think it was one of these last fights they had UFC fights or something. And it was a, a, a trans. He he was a man. He was a man. But he we thinks he's a woman. And just pulverized this lady. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it blows my mind that the people who would put that on, that, that, that fight on, would think that that is okay. Yeah. It's interesting. One of the things that I didn't realize until more recently in life over the last, I don't know, several years or whatever, is that f- feminists hate women. Yeah. They, they're very outspoken about hating men, but the whole thing is the worst deal for the women. I mean, they hate everything that women are created to be like everything about womanhood. And we're seeing the fruit of it now. Women, you know, they're talking about drafting women into the army and forcing them on the front lines, women being pulverized by other men and people thinking it's entertaining. Like, how did we get to this yeah. point? It's, yeah. And we, and we want to know why we have a, a virus going around uh, that's killing people, you know, and, you know, God, I mean, he's going to bring judgment on this type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I know people, you know, and I'm kind of, I might be chasing a rabbit just a little bit, but but like what we were talking about though, with uh, with those kind of things, like you just mentioned there about, you know, they're wanting to to start drafting women into the military, and then like I said about that fight and stuff, and 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 some of these things, and and just the way that uh, you know fornication, adultery runs wild in this nation, and how you know and homosexuality, and 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 we want. We don't think that God's going to judge that. Mm-hmm. He's going to judge that. Uh, and that's what Cato and me talked about last week on our show a little bit. Is when you see all of this, all of this homosexualism, that's God's judgment. That's what mm-hmm. the, that's what the Scripture tells us is going to happen. And then, like I said, I mean, we can we could argue or whatever about how COVID nineteen got here and so on and so forth. But I do believe, I do believe that in in a, in a sense, in a way, it's 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 a form of some judgment mm-hmm. uh, to our nation, to our world. Uh, you know, because I mean, you just yeah, we're not we're not waiting on it to get here. It's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. you just cannot keep doing the things that God says. Look, you ought not do, and and not think He's not going to do something about it. You know. Yeah, I think. Personally, one of the things I've started to realize since COVID hit is that the the judgment of God can take the form of him just letting you do what you're doing and reap the consequences. Exactly. Reaping what you've been sowing and seeing how terrible it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's yeah. probably the worst thing that could happen that when God leaves you alone yep. or leaves you to your own devices. That's when that is some true judgment that's being poured out there. Oh, sure. yeah. Exactly. I mean, when he turns you over, that's 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 pretty much the end for you. You're in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. You're, you do you're, what you want to you go ahead and do what you want to do. You'll you'll see how see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
But I just, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful that, of course, the Lord saved you out of that, and I'm glad you can use that, uh, of course, as part of your testimony for, and, and you know, for other uh, young ladies, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some that e- you even go to church with. You know, I, you said you got two boys, right? Three. Three boys. Okay. So, uh, but you can still use use that. Uh, you know, with people at church or wherever, you know. So, I think mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's an awesome thing. Uh, now, some of your, as we said at the beginning, you wanted to start this blog uh, to because you felt like that you had been discipled and, and ministered to from older ladies to help you out, and you want to do things. And so, again, part of your blog is and, and things that you write about is trying to help folks, families, moms. Uh, and I know some of the some of the things that I that I'd looked at I just want to kind of get you to maybe where you got the idea and and so on and so forth. But uh, one of the, one of your blogs is that uh, I think it's entitled "How to Pack Kids' Clothes for Vacation." Now, what yes. brought that on, and what and tell us a little bit about that? Um, traveling with three kids, four and under, is what brought that on. <laughs> that is a project. And we went, we had two trips this summer. Thankfully, neither one of them was far and we were just driving. Um, but yeah, they can't pack for themselves at all. You know, my <laughs> oldest is just able to get himself dressed in the morning and usually pick out things that actually work for normal clothing, you know, <laughs> that match. Um, yeah. And so I just realized like, I need a better system. Cause when we traveled in the past, I think we'd only traveled with the two kids, but it was just, things were just chaos, you know, by like one day into the trip, I'm like pulling everything out, looking for the clothes for the day and trying to figure out what outfit they're going to wear and all this. And I kind of said this jokingly in my post about myself that I am a terrible overpacker. And, um, I used to just pack just whatever I wanted, you know, I just throw mm-hmm. it all in there and be like, well, I'll figure it out when I get there. And I was like, that, that does not work now in my life. I can't be doing that for four people, myself and three children every morning, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was sort of a process. I'm trying to remember how exactly I got started with laying it out, but I just, I like charts and grids and formulas and things. And so I was like, well, I'll just lay it out by kid. And the, the first trip we had this summer, it was a great way to start because we had different activities every day where it's like, okay, we need swim outfits for the lake day. We need a church outfit. We need our 4th of July clothes the next day, you know? And so um, it helped me to just sort of lay it out in order. And then the second trip helped me to perfective packing it in reverse order and making sure to put the pajamas on top. So that was another thing. Oh, hot tip for the moms out there. I'd always put the pajamas in the bottom. I don't know. It's just pack it first. <laughs> and then you're digging through the first night, you know, just put them on top. They're right there where you need them. <laughs> well, I, I figured there were some other people out there who uh, were wanting to get their packing organized too. Well, I, I mean, I just thought, you know, I just thought that's kind of, I'm, I, I don't like to take any more on a trip than I have to, but there are some things that I've got to make sure I take enough of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, listen, I, hey, listen, I, let, you, you got to have enough underwear. I mean, that's just it. You, you got to, yeah. uh, yeah. you got to have enough socks, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and stuff. And that's, that's one thing I've tried. I've taught him, uh, my son Seth here, you know, there's some things you've, you've got to pack enough of, but I try to, I try to pack because I don't want to take any more than I have to, but there's some things you just got to have, Yeah. you know? And so, but yeah, I saw that one. Then I saw, uh, I saw another one. 
about how to declutter your home uh, when the world would rather be a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, well, when I would rather be a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's interesting. I feel like the Lord has led me to write a few posts that are really playing on my weaknesses and sort of like how I deal with these things that I'm not actually that good at because the laundry one was another one. I'm not good at laundry, but um, I like to keep things. I, I like to do a lot of crafts and DIY things. And so that's part of it because every scrap or jar glass jar can be used for something, you know, so I'm always keeping yeah. things. Um, but I also don't want to have a crazy cluttered home where stuff's bursting out of the closets, you know? So over the years, that's uh, a method that I've come up with to sort of keep things in check is just when I see something and think I should get rid of that, then I immediately put it in a box and that one day will go to Goodwill. So rather than trying to do an all at once decluttering, cause that's really overwhelming for me. And I'm not, I don't get overwhelmed easily generally, <laughs> you know, but that it's like, it's hard to go through all of your stuff and just try to get rid of a bunch of it. And so the slowly little by little works a lot better for me, where it's just for one or two things at a time, I put them in the box when the box is full then I can just take it and it, it has worked really well. My wife, she, she doesn't like me to keep a whole lot of stuff. And she, she'll, she'll get, she'll move something, put it up. I can't find it, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause she likes to keep things put up somewhat organized. Um, I went the other day and got me some vitamins. I wanted to start taking vitamins. I'm trying to do better what I'm trying to do. And, uh, when you get my what age, you need you well, Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> well, I I'm got just me curious. I, I like, I like Flintstone vitamins. Well, I did do it, but, yeah. uh, I got me some D3 and some zinc, you know, I wanted to try to help my immune system. I'm going to try to do, you know, to help my immune system. And I've been trying to drop a few pounds. Uh, and so, uh, went and got those. And like I said, my wife, if I, if I set it down and I'll come back in 30 minutes, my wife's moved it. Mm. Some somewhere, and so I got those vitamins yesterday. Uh, t- uh, today is Thursday, so I believe no, it was Tuesday. I'm sorry, I got them Tuesday uh, because I've taken them uh, two days in a row now. And so I got them home, and I set them on the counter. And then the next morning, I took them and I told my wife. I said, "Look, these stay right here." I said, "At least." Until I get used to taking them. Mm. Let me get used to taking them. Keep them where you can see them. Keep them where I can see them. Let me keep them right here for, for, for right now till I get used to it. Then we can put them in the, ca- in the cabinet where, they need, where they're supposed to go. I'll admit that. That's where they're supposed to go. But just let me do this. Let me get used to taking them. We'll put them up because then I'll have my routine Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, but yeah, you you ladies, I tell y'all to move something, put something up in a minute, and then I'm I've lost it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a, I think that's a lady thing. Yeah, yeah I have to admit it. that's happened a couple times recently. You know, where did this hat go or something else? I was like, oh, I put it in the drawer, didn't you know? See, I come in and I have I come in and 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 I my notebook right here and. And I know some people that's going to listen to the podcast won't be able to see us, but I have this folder. It's got a calendar in it of people that we're hoping to get, people we got scheduled to have on here. And this is my notebook where I write my questions down of what I want to talk about. And I take it to work with me every day and I bring it home. Because if I think of something, I got to write it down or I'll forget it. You know, 
and uh, but I'll come in, and my wife just uh, right over here. It, it, she has a little a little table type thing, and that's where the coffee maker is sitting. And uh, and I'll come in because it's just so easy to do. Is I'll have this in my folder, and I'll set it on top of the coffee maker. Drives her bananas. <laughs> Will you not put that there? Will you not put that there? And bless her heart, she. It's a wonder she ain't with me. <laughs> but she's gotten now that when I come home, and and I have to admit, I, I I'm not trying to provoke her. I'm really not. But it's just I kind of in a way think it's kind of neat and kind of cute in a way. But I'll come home with this, and I'll go to set it on that coffee pot, on that coffee maker. Well, as I'm reaching for that, she just automatically, she just comes through, and she's wanting to give me a hug for the day. She just comes through and just takes it from me and then gives me my hug and then sets it in here on the table. So, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that's just, you know, I, I understand it, about the organizing and stuff like that, but uh, – I just knew those were, yeah. those were a couple of th- – go ahead, Kato. I'm sorry. I was going to say I will add a little bit to the decluttering. I had a consultant one time uh, when I was at a radio station, a fella, older fella. He had a, a big thing written out, and a couple of things he always said was, when in doubt, throw it out. Mm-hmm. He, said, if you got, he said, if you haven't touched it in about six months, he said, you don't need it. That's what some say, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's tough now. You yeah. know, I can't operate that way. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tough. My my daddy, bless his heart, he's passed, and, and and I miss him. But I'm telling you what, he if he would keep stuff. Uh, we had sheds full of stuff and all kinds of stuff when he passed that we had to go through. Do we need this? Can we get rid of it? Does it need to go in the trash? You know. So, uh, but anyway, I just uh, uh, go hey, ahead. I was going to say one other thing real quick, Church. I, my mom talking about. I thought she was one of the most organized people. She was, she did, she did taxes for people over the years and very, just very, very organized. Uh-huh. Well, she passed away a few years ago. I mean, in, in her house, it was very well kept. Uh, but I'm telling you what, when we had to go through there, <laughs> she was an organized hoarder. She had things just <laughs> packed away. I'm like, good night in the morning. You know, it was just unbelievable all the stuff that we had to go through. So there's a way to be an organized hoarder too, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Which I will clarify. I don't throw out my husband's things without asking him. That rule <laughs> of decluttering does not apply to his stuff. <laughs> well, that well, that's good. That, 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 that's smart. good. Um, well, again, we are glad uh, that you took the time to be with us. Uh, here, I want to be. I do. It's Cato said a little bit ago talking about your husband's probably out there. When is she coming out here? They're about, they about to kill me out here. <laughs> but uh, uh, we do appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, again, I've been, I've enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it I'm just glad. I'm just. I'm glad. And, and maybe sometime in the future we can have you back. I just. Uh, I'm just glad, thankful knowing, and I know Cato will second this that we, you know, that we have brothers and sisters throughout the country. And throughout mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. and so I'm. I feel honored, and in, in, in that you know we've got to spend this time with you, got to meet you, and and know you just a little bit. Uh, and that's just you know that's been a blessing. I know to to me, uh, and I and I hope that folks that that will listen to the podcast, if they didn't get to listen to it now, when they go back and listen to it, hopefully they will. That you know they can they can uh, jump on your Facebook page or website. 
which is uh, arrowsandaprons.com, correct? Yes. And yes. then, of course, you got a Facebook page as well uh, yep. that, that they can go to. And so and I, Pinterest for the ladies. I'm on Pinterest. Okay, okay, all right. Well, good. And so hopefully they can do that uh, because you have a, a godly lady who is wanting to help. And so I think that's that's an awesome thing. Uh, but we, again, just appreciate you, you spending some time. I am, I am going to try my best, if I can, to get you and your husband those uh, bottle of Sundrop and a bottle of cheer wine. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd like to try maybe, it. <laughs> maybe we can get a uh, one of those lemon meringue pies I saw on that on the blog there. I wouldn't would be any good to come that far, but I don't know if that would ship very well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I will tell you. I will tell you this about the cheer wine. When you open it, okay. Now both of these drinks, you know, they're going to come if they they're going to come in the mail, so they're going to be shook up. Let them sit a while. And especially that cherry wine, because I'm going to tell you, you pop the top on that, and it ain't settled down yet, you're going to have a mess. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. And also, when you do open up, when you the, the, the sun drop, they last longer. The cherry wine, when you open it up, you need to have that. If, if you like it, and I, and I think that you will, you need to have that thing drunk about a day and a half. Yeah, we'll go flat. Because that, that's the one thing about the cherry wine. When you have it in a bottle like that and, and you open it up, if you don't get it drunk, it goes flat pretty quick. Uh, and it's real it's real good with vanilla ice cream. A cheer wine float is excellent too. If, if, <laughs> nobody, if nobody's ever tried that, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> but make sure it, when you get it, I'm and I don't I'm gonna try in the next few days to get it sent to you. But uh, when you get the chair, make sure when you drink it that it's good and cold. Mm. Good and cold. I'm. I'm telling you what. You'll. Uh, you'll. You'll be thinking, Mo. I hope. I hope this is at the marriage supper. I, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so, no, I got to try it. <laughs> so uh, she'll be ready to come. She, she. She may like it so much. She heard you talk about liver mush. She may want to come over to to the Carolinas and get some liver mush too. Yeah. You. You ever. You. You. You and your family ever make it over here to to South Carolina? Uh, you you need to let us know so we can we can meet up, hook up somewhere, and let you guys try some liver mush. It, it'll change your life too. That's just like that Blackstone. It'll change your life. Nice. So, but again, uh, Miss Jenna, thank you for being with us. Uh, had a great time. Uh, keep on keeping on with what you're doing because I I mean I, I believe you are you you're helping people and that's a good thing. And so we would encourage, again, people to go to, to Arrows and Aprons, the blog, the web page, and the Facebook page and check it out. You got any last words you want to say to us? I don't think so. Just thanks for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> well, we, hey, listen, we've enjoyed Like I said, I, uh, you know, I messaged you and told you to hold on tight because I knew you, you probably, <laughs> you've probably never been around a crowd like this. I, uh, you know, but uh, we, like I said, we just we love what we're doing here. Uh, Kato and myself, we used to do a radio show years ago together, and uh, we had uh, different guests on. We we loved it. Uh, had different preachers that we that we respected and and that preached the word. Uh, we had we'd have them on. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of John MacArthur. He was one that yeah yeah we we had him on. Uh, he was really good. 
And so we just uh, – then we kind of went our separate ways, and then uh, we know that, hey, we got this equipment I, uh, to do a podcast. We got back together, and Cato, he's one of my best buds, and so we just enjoy it, and we're glad that you were able to be a part of it with us tonight. Nice. I will say, my boys love your cooking videos. Oh, all right. The Blackstone videos. They're always like, can we watch Chris Church cooking? Hey, all right. That's awesome. I, hey, tell them I appreciate that. And I, like I said, I love doing that too. Uh, listen, I'm just, I, I'm originally from North Carolina. I'm just a mountain boy Good from deal. North Yeah, if you couldn't tell my accent or anything like that. Uh, but I'm just old hick from North Carolina that loves the Lord. And, uh, and so I love doing that. And so I'm going to try my best to, to get some more of those uh, videos up, but yeah, just, yeah. Let them boys, they, Hey, Hey, I'll teach them boys something. You let me, <laughs> but Miss Jenna, thank you. If you would, Miss Jenna, I'm, we're, I'm going to close this out. I got to okay. I, I got to get our closing song right here. So don't hang up on me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go out with, uh, with this one. I believe Kato. it's a, it's, it's another homeschool song. I just got to find it uh here right quick you'd think i'd be a little more organized but uh you should have your son handle, handling the uh, here i'll find yeah i can find it for you technology stuff here well you know i should have i thought it was uh i thought it was right here it's that one you know that i asked you oh here it is okay we uh we're gonna close out everybody again thank you so much miss jenna we thank you folks for listening uh we, uh, we really appreciate that. Cato and Church at gmail.com. If you want to drop us an email, go to our YouTube page, Facebook page, like, share, ring bells, whatever, whatever. Please do that. Uh, we just love doing what we're doing. Uh, and again, as we wrap up uh, several of our podcasts, if not all of them, we would, uh, we would beg you that if you do not uh, know the Lord Jesus Christ, we would, we would beg you to repent and believe the gospel that that is our prayer uh for you but we are going to uh we're going to close things out miss jen if you would hold on i will be right back with you in just a minute okay